Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. You can save a bunch of money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com. And in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. What's huge? Pharrell's football picks. Where do you get them? Pharrell on the bench.com. The best site, the best snags, best price, best return. Pharrell on the bench.com. Every play, every day. Sign up. Hide the money from your wife. You're going to need to because all I do is rake. College football last week, 69%. NFL last week, 71% of bets covered. Documented. Pharrell on the bench.com. That's what's up. All right. So, anyway, uh, I have to tell you this whole thing about there's a couple you know these stories in the mma uh, ufc world that are that are you know worth talking about tonight first of all the conor mcgregor uh this guy's completely on acid i mean he is completely delusional this guy's drinking that crappy whiskey he sells uh and, but by the way just every person alive that has drank it told me it's literally you know dog you know what Okay, so it's just absolute hack whiskey. It's just the bottom of the barrel, the worst. Did we not hear that from every single person told us they drank it? It's the worst. It's just absolute junk. All right, so he's always selling his stupid-ass whiskey. So here's the deal. I have nothing against this guy. I really don't. But I have to tell you, I think he's completely off his rocker. All right? Did you hear this guy today say that on Habib Nurmagomedov, Literally, he said, quote, you can run, but you cannot hide, end quote. Like, are you, are you, what Pharrell and world are you living in, bro? You are completely nuts. First of all, he's got two chicks saying that they, uh, they both said he raped them. So uh, he's got multiple sexual assault cases hanging over his head, okay? So that maybe, maybe that's what's making him crazy. How in God's name on this earth do you open up your fat Irish mouth and say that, Habib Nurmagomedov has, you can run, but you can't hide. Run, run. He beat your ass six ways till Sunday, dude. You got absolutely fisted by him. How's that sound? I mean, did he not just absolutely humiliate him? Did he not make him his B? He literally beat his ass. I have never seen him so humble in my life as to the beating he took from that guy. He choked his ass out, did he not, and finished him like he was eating pancakes. I mean, it was a joke, that fight. Habib Nurmagomedov made him look like an amateur. Don't even tell me he didn't. He killed him. He even dropped him on the feet where he was supposed to have, you know, where Conor was supposed to be the one that had that dominant edge there. He dropped him. How do you open up your fat mouth and tell people that this guy's hiding from you? He doesn't want to fight you because you were so easy to beat. He's not fighting you because you sucked when he fought at you. And because you don't deserve it. You haven't fought since. Yeah, he barely fought before that. He never fights. Right, work your way up. 
You gotta earn it. Get back to the top of the mountain. But how about this guy today? He's announcing his next three fights. Well, that's that's the thing that really What's got wrong with that him? got me going because this guy has basically fought once in the last four years. You want to throw the boxing match in? He's fought twice in the last four years, right? Pretty much. He's a joke. So he doesn't fight for a whole year, plus period, and now he wants to fight three times in the next calendar year. Like he thinks he's gonna fight three times. In 2020. And all of them are like title and, fights. And the best part is the, the Nurmagomedov one, he's like, yeah, and by the way, I'm going to go fight him in Russia. I'm going to go fight. That's where the fight's going to be. He's going to fight him in Russia. Yeah, That's- good luck. Okay, sure. Whatever you want to do. Good luck, dude. Like, first of all, he wants to fight that winner, the Habib Ferguson winner. He wants to fight the Diaz Masvidal winner. And then he's going to fight. not even happen now. And now he's going to fight uh, Cowboy Cerrone, it looks like. It's Cerrone. It's not Gathji. Now, I I would rather see him fight Gathji, but obviously the UFC can't afford for this guy to lose because because they're so far in his pants, right? They're just absolutely like prostitutes in his pants. Right. They didn't even have a pay-per-view plan for the date that he's saying he's fighting. They're going to make one for him. Is that right? January 18th wasn't even a date? There wasn't a fight card plan that date. They're going to make one. Are they actually going to do it? And he's fighting on January 18th, no questions asked? Supposedly. Okay, so anyway, first of all, let's calm down with this guy. Give him one fight with a, with a washed-up cowboy Cerrone who's li- literally a human punching bag. Is he not? He has become the punching bag of the UFC. The guy fights every month. He's like a battered ram. Is he not? He is. He is so done. It's not even funny. They he's, should send, he's the only guy I would believe if he said, I'm fighting three times in one year because he'll probably fight four or five. They should send him out to pasture is what they should do with him. He's literally, I mean, that guy, if that guy doesn't have brain damage one day and is completely demented and completely brainless and completely a noodle, and I mean it, like that guy has taken a beating like no other. Uh, I, I, name one person that's had more beatings to their head than that guy. He's fought more than anybody. Tell me someone who's taken more punishment than him. Nobody I think off the top of my head that's active. I mean, maybe like Dan Henderson, but he's gone for the last you know, uh, he, five years. Yeah, he so. fought a lot of people. Uh, he fought and he fought for a long time, but there aren't many. But there's no one more than Cerrone. No, usually guys that take that amount of beating have to take a couple years off. So I would think, in my view, that the McGregor fight with him will be easy. He'll beat his ass. Because that's all Cerrone does now is go out and get uh, beat up. It'll be violent both ways, but then Cerrone will probably get dropped. All right, now the other thing is, the other conversation is Diaz. Now, late tonight, they are saying that, I still can't get over it. You can run, but you cannot hide. (laughs) You need to run and hide with that crappy whiskey you sell and your crappy career, which is now, like, when when the last time he fought was what? Uh, November will be a year, right, Moff? Yeah. The Nurmagomedev fight. Oh, my God. And it was like a year plus before that when he, when he fought. Listening to this guy listening to this guy give advice to everybody is absolutely hilarious. I don't know who's worse, him or the president. All right, so let me see this. Uh, so this is Nate Diaz has not been suspended by USADA. He hasn't been suspended and he has been removed. It's just him saying, I'm not going to hide this and show up. Right, he's saying I'm not going to show up for the fight because they've accused me of having a tainted, uh, elevated level of uh, supplement, and they're saying that the supplement is uh, an androgen receptor module. He's basically saying this test came up a little high. They told me about it. 
and they told me to not say anything, to keep it under wraps, just go do the fight and deal with it afterwards, and I'm not going to do that. And so what would happen afterwards? They'd say he failed a drug test. They'd say he failed a drug test or they, you know, they elevated levels and have some kind of hearing, and he'd you know, make his case, and they'd rule on it. Well, why would but he? If I would still go on. But I would agree with him not to do that. That's right, like saying, he doesn't want to be labeled a cheater. Well, that's like saying, go fight, and then after the fight, we're going to strip you anyway. Like John Jones with his cocaine. Right. Uh, Brock Lesnar tested positive for steroids. Like, all these guys do it. So I applaud him for actually being a guy, stand-up guy saying, I'm not going to come in as a cheater and be labeled that afterwards. Well, he but, said he would not specify who told him to do that, which was go fight and, and we'll deal with it after. Yeah, like you have to guess who told him to do that. Come on. The uh, New York Athletic Commission uh, was unaware of his adverse drug test finding until he went public with it. They did not request uh, return requests for a comment. He says, I don't give a Pharrell about some money over my dignity and my legacy. I'm not playing along with this bull shack. I'm not staying quiet and figuring it out after the fight. That's cheating. And then everybody's, like, behind him. Uh, everybody wants him uh, to fight. They, You know, all of them. Everyone wants him just to go fight and not worry about it. So what do you think is going to happen? You think he's going to uh, show up next week for the fight? I'll say it's 50-50. Wow. So he either yes or no. Yeah, I, I could go either way at this point. I'm <laughs> not saying he's is. definitely not, that he's not going to pull. Well, no, because right now he's saying he's not showing up. I'm not saying I'm on him not showing up because that's what he's saying is going to happen. I'm saying there's still at least a 50% chance he fights, even though he said this, because he has to make big, bold statements all the time. The UFC or USADA can come out and say, no, no, we never said that. He doesn't have these – Elevate levels, and then he'll show up. He just doesn't want to show up and have them pull this out afterwards. So what's the deal? Like, the guy smokes weed, but he's, like, acting like he doesn't uh, do drugs. Yeah, he says the only supplements he ever takes are from, like, Whole Foods or some other, like, you know, Whole, whole That's company. It. But, he just said he eats Whole Foods But supplements. Any, any supplement you get can be tainted if they come from some factory where something fell in there. It doesn't mean that you did it on purpose. If you take any of those, they're mass-produced. It's possible. So he he's just uh, but he smokes tons of weed and then he, but he says he's on no drugs. You know this fight's not going to happen. Oh, you think it's off? Oh, it's going to be off because they always don't happen. All right, they, at least they gave you ten days warning instead of three this time. <laughs> so usually it's just they'll tell you on Thursday uh, that there's no fight Saturday. And I get the reasons why he wants to do that. That's actually a really nice job by him. But he's not going to fight. So you don't think there's a fight at all. I think they'll fight. I think they'll fight. Uh, Brandon in New Mexico. Shake it up, Pharrell. Oh, shake it up. Can I get a shot of Pappy Van Winkle? Whatever that is. Oh, it's the best bourbon around. There you go. You know, I've been uh, calling in your show. It's the best show on the radio, sports, news, no matter what. I've been calling you from three different states. I'm calling you from New Mexico now, but... I'm an Atlanta fan. It's, it's hard being a sports fan from Georgia. You know, the Bulldogs lost to South Carolina. The Falcons are a dumpster fire. The Braves went out early. There's a glimmer of hope, though, I think, with the Hawks. Tell me, can I look at something what Ice Trey did tonight, that big dunk that Collins had? Is there any glimmer of hope that the Hawks could maybe be the saving grace of Atlanta? Well, I like uh, Trey Young. I like Collins. I like Reddish. I think uh, and Hunter. I think they got a really nice core of young talent. And uh, I think Trey Young just keeps getting better and better. He's going to be uh, an exciting scorer, I think, in this league for a long time. 
he can flat out play that kid. And a lot of people questioned his uh, ability to uh, play at the next level and the stamina end of it and if he'd be able to hang and take the beating and and be able to take the violence of the league. And uh, he's done everything. He has been a stud. Uh, He's a rock star. And I love watching him play. Did more of it tonight. He had amazing shots tonight. All I know is uh, that guy's incredible. So is Collins. I think Reddish and Hunter. Hunter's going to be a great defender in the league. And uh, they have a huge, huge window in terms of upside uh, that's opened up here in Atlanta. They had a nice win tonight in Detroit. So, uh, you know, week to week, we'll see how they develop and see how they come around. Most people don't think that they're a, a playoff team because uh, they're so young and everything. But uh, I think they're going to be a very exciting uh, team, fun to watch. But at times, um, the inexperience and sloppiness might uh, be their downfall. We'll see. But I like them. Matt in South Jersey. Terrell, what's good, man? Hey, Matt, what's happening? Terrell, man, I know you saw it over the weekend. Our beloved Miami Hurricanes, 22-point favorites over a sorry behind Georgia Tech team. Right. They lost outright. Right. And my question is, where has this program gone wrong, man? Because I know they're in Florida. You throw a stick from that school, you're getting four- and five-star recruits. So where is the – they're not relevant anymore. Yeah, I don't – I actually – I actually don't think that they're getting um, four- and five-star uh, recruits anymore. I think the problem has been is that they're losing in the recruiting wars – in their own state, and um, uh, you know the funny thing is, is that I know everybody thinks, oh well, they're all going to uh, Florida State and Florida and Central Florida and you know all this other nonsense. I actually don't even think they're going there. I think that um, one of the big problems that they're facing is, is that uh, a lot of these players uh, from Miami and you know, uh, from Fort Lauderdale and from wherever, Orlando and uh, certainly, you know, Jacksonville and from everywhere, Tallahassee, everywhere in the state, uh, up and down, Pensacola, you name it, um, uh, Tampa, uh, you know, Sarasota, every great uh, player, in my opinion, uh, back in the day, they would go to the U and they would go to Florida State and Florida and that was it, right? But now, I think, you know, this is my guess. I think they're leaving the state altogether to go play in real good football programs. They want to go play in the SEC. They want to go play um, at LSU. They want to go play uh, at Georgia. They want to go play at Clemson. They want to go play at Oklahoma. They want to go play at Ohio State. They want to go play even, uh, I think, you know, at schools like that. And and literally, I think that's where the problem lies. Uh, I even, you know, Texas, you know, and even I think a lot of the West Coast kids still want to play at USC and uh, at Oregon and, and and at Washington and schools like that. But I think that in Florida that they're losing the state to uh, these kids' desires to go play at better, uh, you know, better schools for football these days. I mean, let's just face facts. I mean, nobody wants to hear it. I'm a Canes fan like you are. And I've been for 40 years, but they suck. Okay, so let's just face facts. They suck, and no one wants to play there anymore because they suck. Right? Do they not suck? 
Okay, so let's stop with the UBS, okay? It's over. They have no juice right now whatsoever. That coach at Ayers is not cutting a mustard. Rick, got, you know, I, I don't know what happened there, but he just went down there and then just quit. Now he's having heart attacks. I have no idea what happened to him. But they, it's been a disaster, all right? And their quarterback situation is the most troubling thing ever. I cannot believe that one of the greatest schools in college history with quarterbacks can't get a quarterback. That's amazing to me. They can't even get a transfer. They can't get anything. They cannot get it right. I, I don't want to watch Nikosi Perry play football. Honestly, my daughter throws it better. Uh, and I mean, she literally throws it better. Trust me, you. Mafia is my witness. 855-212-4CBS. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. Uh, going back to the McGregor stuff, uh, how about this guy? Uh, today they had this you know, press conference in Russia or whatever where he announced all this stuff was going to happen, right? But when a reporter asked about the rapes, He's, got, he's been accused of raping two different women. Uh, he was shut down immediately by the Russian interpreter. And uh, obviously, McGregor doesn't speak Russian, so he had no clue what was going on. And the chick told him that, um, you know, what, it, what the guy said. It was a, a reporter, a male reporter asked him about, you know, he told him how great he was as a fighter and as an athlete, but asked, uh, news is coming out that you raped a 20-year-old lady. And then the moderator cuts him off and says, we're not going to talk about it today. And uh, then she warned the reporter. Uh, and then, uh, of course, that's nothing. I mean, that's one. He's got multiple. He's, he's been accused of uh, raping a woman in her 20s outside of Dublin pub. He's also been accused of raping a woman in December. Of course, he denies everything. He also denies that his whiskey sucks. He also denies that uh, Habib beat him. He's just in his own world, man, this dude. And, and you know what? I, I hope he goes down hard for the rapes. I really do. I mean, it, this guy gets away with murder, and I just want to see somebody for once be held accountable. If you rape a chick, go to jail. It's that simple. So I want to see somebody finally bring him to his knees. Besides, every fight he loses. Mayweather, Habib, I, you know, I can't keep track of all of his failings. Uh, but I do want to keep track of the rapes because he's got multiple accusations of rape, so... I can't get enough of it. I can't. You think he's not guilty of all that, too? No idea. Yeah. He's just such a stand-up guy. He's just so wonderful. You know, the way he behaved in uh, New York, he, he was just such, he's the, he's the uh, what a gem he is. What a fine, upstanding Christian, uh, Irish Catholic guy he is with, you know, throwing the gurney through the bus window and trying to kill people. I mean, he's just such a clean, living, wonderful human being. He's the man of the year, the Walter Payton man of the year. The guy is nothing more than a thug. You can quote me on that, too. That's what he is. He's a bum and a thug. That's all he is. He's a con man. And, uh, you know, I hope somebody finally catches up with him with all of his BS. And it's so funny. He talks like he's some kind of badass. <laughs> Meanwhile, he loses every time he fights now. I can't get enough of it. I cannot get enough of it. The best line ever. You can run, but you can't hide. From a guy that beat your ass, a guy that humiliated you and made you his B. I mean, he beat your ass so bad, and you're bragging like he, the guy's hiding from you. He wants nothing to do with you because you were such easy fodder for him. It was too easy for Habib. Too easy. Now he's gone on to fight a real man, right? He's going to fight Tony Ferguson. At least he's a, a badass. Uh, this Conor McGregor's, it's all an act. That's all it is. It's a gigantic ruse on, on the general public. Who are you kidding? What, Carver? I, you can't even tell me I'm wrong. No, look. Uh, uh... 
It's tough. Um, I just I want to see him actually fight three times next year. Yeah. How actually... about fight once? Uh, three times is a little bit of a stretch for me. What will that be like? Uh, off January, June, and November. Is that like what do you think is uh, how to squeeze three in there in one calendar year? January, April, and September. Yeah, I mean, depending on the damage he takes and whatever fights and what those other guys in there fight, you know, time or May, Cinco de Mayo. Out. Yeah, you could do it like that. Separated four or five months. Yeah. The first fight will be so easy for him, right? So he'll he'll be fine to go right after that. Yeah, one. they'll stick it's him in there with the human punching bag, Donald Cerrone. I mean, that guy, honestly, at this point, I think I could fight him. I mean, he's been, he's got punched in the head so many times, he's brain dead. They put that guy out there every week. Did you see Randy Couture had a heart attack? He's in ICU. Yeah, and he's in ICU after he he had the heart attack while he was working out and then walked himself to the hospital. Not like, oh, call an ambulance, someone drove him or anything like that. The guy walked to the hospital after he had a heart attack. Yeah, that doesn't sound good at all. Now, have you seen this story about this umpire, Rob Drake? Yes. That was, uh, yeah. What an idiot. Twitter bites another one. What is wrong with people? Did you see what he said? He said, I will be buying an AR-15 tomorrow because if you impeach my president this way, you will have another civil war. And then hashtag uh, make America great again 2020. The guy's so, he's a major league full-time umpire. And he literally, 50 years old, he's so caught up in Donald Trump that he threatened on Twitter that anyone that tries to impeach Trump, he's going to go get an AR-15 and, I, I guess, annihilate everybody. Is that, I mean, that's, you know, you'll have another civil war. Is that, is that not, I'm going to go buy an a, a, AR-15 and there's going to be a civil war. Now, uh, baseball is investigating this. New York Congressman Pete King says that Drake was wrong to tweet about buying an AR-15 and threatening civil war. He says when you start inciting violence, uh, free speech goes out the window. And um, King said uh, he supports free speech, but Drake crossed the line. I think you have a, a very wide range of what they can say. There is free speech. But um, I think if anything it comes out to uh, close to inciting violence, that's where I draw the line. Nobody should be talking about AR-15s, not in a democracy. Yeah, thanks, Pete, except you can go buy one down the street, right? You're not allowed to talk about AR-15s, but you can go buy one right now in about 10 minutes. If you're what, like five years old? I mean, you can get you can get an AR-15 if you're five, right? In this country, anybody can get a gun. I could get a gun right now in five minutes, right? So thanks a lot, Congressman, for all your advice about don't incite violence. Meanwhile, violence, we spell violence America. I mean, isn't this not the home of violence? Aren't we the home of violence and guns? I mean, we really are, aren't we? No one wants to admit it, but we really are. Aren't we the home of all these mass shootings? Aren't we? Thanks. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right, 855-212-4CBS is the number to get on the bench. Um... Tomorrow night we're going to have uh, World Series again, uh, Game 3. There's uh, USC in Colorado in college football. And uh, certainly uh, NHL and NBA. There's a bunch of NBA games and NHL as well. So uh, Pain Free Friday will be live at 10 East. 
Graham in Houston. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Pharrell. Love the show. Thanks, dude. Uh, you know, I wanted to talk Astros and Texans, but to follow up on what you were saying on McGregor, you're absolutely right. He's a garbage person. Everything I've heard about since that Mayweather fight is he hangs out with a bunch of Irish goons and mobsters and just causes trouble. And these rumors about the allegations are horrific. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Rumors are rumors. And uh, to finish up, do you think the Texans cover the number Sunday? And uh, can the Astros get off the mat and take tomorrow and, you know, make it a series again? Well, I know that uh, Mafia and uh, Carver High both think the Astros are automatic tomorrow, that they're going to win and get back in the series. And um, that might very well be the case. I'm sure they're probably right, but... I have a hard time, a real hard time betting against the Nationals right now. The way they're playing, eight straight, whatever it is. And uh, the way they're uh, pitching, the way their bullpen uh, is working, and the way they're hitting. I mean, they are literally, I've said this, A A to Z. You know, one to nine in the lineup, they're all hitting. And, I mean, everyone, Suzuki hit the go-ahead home run, the game-winning RBI. So uh, all I know is uh, that team is smoking hot right now, and I have a hard time uh, believing that uh, they're going to cool off because they went home. Now, So they're going home now, and they're going to cool off now. I'm not a big believer in, uh, to be honest with you, in the whole nonsense of home and road and all this other stuff. I, I could dig it in an NBA seventh game, that, that whole, you know, where's home court? You know what I mean? Um, I can dig it when it's the Patriots playing a divisional semi at Gillette, right? I can dig the home field advantage there. But um, in the NHL, like, I don't believe in any home ice advantage at all. Zero. And I, and I think in baseball, uh, I'm on this, uh, that's the same ilk there. I just don't believe in it. I mean, if there was a home field advantage, what the hell happened in Houston? I mean, they got raked. So I do believe in uh, being on fire, right? I do believe in being uh, hot. And they are smoking, sizzling, burning hot. And, uh, you know, I guess how do you cool that down with a gigantic fire hose, I guess. But I'm telling you, the Astros have to come out. And they have to pounce on Sanchez, and I mean early. They got to get up three or four or five runs in the first two innings. Otherwise, if it's another game where it's like 2-2 in the fifth, like wasn't both of the games like close early and then they they blew them out, right? So I think that uh, the, the Nationals, are they get more dangerous as the game goes on, right? I mean, they are the ones that have had the big hits and the big runs and the big innings and the big moments in these games. So how do you cool that down? Uh, well, obviously, it's by pouncing on them early tomorrow night in D.C., and I'm not so sure that they can actually do that. I, I really, you know, I haven't seen any sign of it at all yet. And all this talk about, you know, they're not afraid of them or they're, you know, they're not worried uh, that, this, that, you know, this isn't a problem. We can win, you know, four straight games. We can get back in this. All we have to do is win Friday. All this talk, it's all talk. You know what I mean? It's all just like I'm supposed to believe Alex Bregman because he hit a home run that they're going to get back in it and because he had a slow trot down to first and how cocky the Astros are. And it's just it's just all, a, a you know, just no problem. We got this. Everything's under control. Don't worry about us. We'll win it. 
I mean, give me a break. Are you seriously gullible enough to believe all that nonsense? They have absolutely nothing going for them right now. Their two best pitchers just got spit out. Remember, they have the pitching that's unbeatable, right? Cole Verlander, unbeatable. They both lost. Okay, so kiss my ass. Don in Alaska. Hey, so you know the great thing about the Astros is here it comes. Like they just got spit out. Yeah, like, like what? Like, was that the worst phone call ever? That was the worst phone call I've ever got on this show. Definitely top three. What What was that? What was that just absolute, uh, that was a car crash is what that was. What was that? I don't even know what that was. It was just the worst. You know what that was? A mosquito landing on my face when I'm having my dinner. Don't, just don't call me. Don't. Just, Call someone else. Call your neighbor. Don't ever call me again with your stupidity. Honestly. I, I, I can't take it. I cannot take that. That just ruined my night right there. That just absolute train wreck of a phone call, whatever that was. I, I don't even know. You're not funny, incidentally, by the way, dude. You're a loser. Thomas in Louisville. Hey, man. What's going on for real? Hey, dude. Hey, uh, just I got a couple questions for you for the NBA. All right, so my my first question is with the Lakers. So if you take it, like if either LeBron or AD is injured, do you, are they still? Do you still see them as a playoff team without <laughs> LeBron or AD? <laughs> Honestly, like really, are you? Is this a joke or something? Are you teasing me? If LeBron and AD are injured, they have zero chance to do anything at all. They will finish in dead last in the Western Conference. Okay? Carver, does that sum it up? No AD, no LeBron. He just asked me, if those two are injured, what will the Lakers do? How does nothing sound? That The entire team is those two players. I'm so sick and tired of hearing about anyone else on that team, including Kyle Kuzma, who never plays either. I'm sick of hearing it. I'm, I just stop with all this Laker BS. My God, are they the most overhyped team on the face of the earth, right? Nice performance the other night against the Clippers. D- did you hear that? Like, is this the way I'm going to go home tonight? Did you hear that? Hey, do you think the Lakers will be any good if LeBron and AD go down? Yeah, no, I don't, actually. Thanks. Bud in Palm Desert, Cali in Palm Springs. Pharrell, your favorite man here, Bud from Palm Desert. What's hey, up, brother? What's going on, dude? Uh, I think that Alaska caller was uh, Sarah Palin's ex-husband. I don't even understand because I like that guy, and I don't—I think I like him. That's a guy he's called here recently, right? I don't—I just don't know what happened. I think it was a total—you know what he was? Leon Lett. He fumbled at the one. <laughs> Good memory in that game from 1988, if I recall, or 91. Hey, um— I got to bring up the Redskins. How about giving them some credit for finally covering the spread tonight? Yeah, I don't want to give them any credit at all. They suck, and I thought that was the worst football game I've ever watched in my life. I, honestly, it really was. It was terrible. It ruined my night. That game was so bad. I should have watched SMU in Houston instead. Instead, I wasted my entire night watching that crap. Uh, I Listen, here's the same deal. You know, they're bragging about the Vikings win four in a row and everything. The Vikings, they stink too. Okay, they're not going anywhere. 
They're not going anywhere. I've heard all I can take of that Kirk Cousins is going to be MVP and are going to win the Super Bowl. The Vikings are winning nothing. They could barely beat the Redskins. Remember that. Just remember this game the rest of the season. And then they're bragging about it afterwards. Like, that Cousins dominated. Like, dominated. They barely, I mean, they barely beat him. You know, they should have beat him by 25. Listen, when you play crappy teams, you need to rub it in. You need to beat them. You need to finish them and stick a knife in their throat. And they didn't do that. They messed around all night, kicking field goals and playing like femmes. That's all there is to it. I'm not giving the Redskins credit for anything. Hey, give, let's give them some credit tonight. They, you know, they didn't bend over fully and lube up. They just uh, lost by 10. You know, what? what is that? All they do is lose. I'm not giving them credit for anything. They're a mess. And, you know, how many times do I have to relive this Bill Callahan stuff? Honestly, this guy keeps popping up in my life like a weather system. Is he not the most recycled coach in NFL history, this they guy? nobody else on that staff to finish out the season. How does that guy keep ending up as the interim coach of every NFL team in history? I mean, honestly, has he not been the interim coach of like 15 teams? I, I remember him. Raiders, you name it. Who hasn't he been the coach of? Seriously. Here's another one for you. How come he never gets the job? <laughs> but they keep giving him the interim job. He's the ultimate interim coach that never wins anything. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, come on. Jesus. Here's one you're going to like from Steve Kerr tonight. What? Quote, this is not a one-off. This is the reality. There are going to be nights like this this year. End quote. There you go. Well, thanks, Steve. Got any political rumblings for us? Tonight, yeah. you going to talk about some politics with us, too? Give us some advice on politics. How about China? You want to talk about China? Uh, Marvin Bagley out four to six weeks after thumb injury diagnosed as a fracture. Drag. There's nothing worse than breaking your fingers when you play ball. It's always terrible. Anyway. I'm looking at some of these stories. Um... Speaking of Habib and Tony Ferguson, uh, they're saying March. Is that when that fight's going to be? March. Nothing official, though, but that's the rumbling uh, that it's going to be in March. Here you go, uh, Carver High. I brought out the, uh, your always favorite, uh, graphs and stats. I got your, is that what you call it? Graphs and what? Charts and graphs. Charts and graphs. All right, I have your uh, NHL power rankings here. The number one team in the league now uh, as of today the Colorado Avalanche are the best team in hockey. Bruins, number two. Capitals, number three. Nice loss tonight in Edmonton, up 3-2 the whole game in the third, and they lose 4-3 uh, in overtime. Sabres, number four. They lost tonight 6-2. to two. Nice call there uh, by uh, the hockey gods here. Number five, uh, Carolina Hurricanes. They lost tonight, didn't they? Didn't they blow that game tonight? I could be wrong. I think they did. Uh... They did. They lost 4-3 in overtime to the Blue Jackets. Uh, number six, Vegas. Number seven, Toronto. Number eight, the Oilers. Number nine, the Predators. There you go. Number 10, the Blues, the Stanley Cup champs. On the outside looking in, the Lightning. Number 11, how the mighty have fallen. Remember they were uh, yeah. last year's greatest team on ice. I actually saw in one uh, hockey show today, uh, is he on the hot seat, John Cooper, in Tampa? Oh, is that right? No, he's not. And the Penguins are number 12, Flames 13, Canucks 14, Canadians uh, 15. And they even got the Islanders on it? 
Uh, they're 19. They only have the longest winning streak in the NHL right now. So. And how many is that? That would be five in a row after tonight. And then uh, the Rangers Mafia, your team is 24th. And the worst team in the league is the Ottawa Senators. Will the Islanders play tomorrow night? There you go. I took the uh, Islanders tomorrow night on the road. Going for six in a row. Going for six in a row. They're going to win 40 in a row. From your lips to God's ears. There you go. Uh, there you go. I'm, thank God this show's over. I really, honestly, I can't get enough of it tonight. <laughs> if LeBron and AD get injured, do you think the Lakers will do okay? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they'll win the NBA championship without LeBron and AD. I can tell you what. If AD goes down, they're done. They're done. Because LeBron don't want the rock. He wants to give it to AD. Uh, don't forget, you can listen to the podcast of the show after the show and tomorrow on Twitter and Facebook for Carver High and Mavi and Pharrell. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.